You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Burbridge. Today on the pod, I'm going to say some words I never thought would make it onto a show about marketing innovation. That's because Carly Caldas, VP of Brand Marketing and Media at EOS, is here to discuss Bless Your Effing Cooch, a wildly successful campaign that included the release of brand new products, all inspired by one single TikTok. Carly shared how the small but mighty EOS team was able to turn around a new product in a matter of days, and how important it was for EOS to have already been on TikTok before this now iconic moment. All right, everybody, we are here. We are in the ANA Marketing Futures virtual podcast studio, and I am super excited to share a really great story behind uh, a pretty incredible campaign. And to help me do that, I have my friend Carly Caldas, VP of Brand Marketing and Media at EOS. Carly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Before we dive into this campaign, I want my listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to becoming the VP of brand marketing and media at EOS. Sure. Um, So I started my career working in personal care, uh, specifically in fragrant body care. And fragrance is such an intimate and personal category. As a marketer, you have to be incredibly consumer-centric. And and I really got hooked on connecting and building relationships with audiences through product or message or content. And I've always been chasing that in each of my moves in my career, but also trying to pick up some new challenges, whether it's a different channel or category or consumer or function within the marketing world. And that really brought me to EOS um, a little over four years ago, where I could build off of my past experience in product, trade, content, and then also work in a new channel, which is Food, Drug, and Mass, um, and with a new younger consumer. Very cool. Very cool. And one of those younger consumers uh, actually recently made a very big effect on this brand. And what I'm talking about is the Bless Your Effing Cooch campaign and product line, which began as a single TikTok and went on to affect the trajectory of EOS as a brand. Could you walk us through how this all came to pass? Absolutely. Well, you know, as uh, with all great stories in recent history, it started with a TikTok. Um, it started from, with a TikTok. <laughs> it all starts with a TikTok. Um, and it's from this great creator, Carly Joy. And I would say it's probably the best product testimonial I had ever encountered and the team had. It's a step-by-step unfiltered instruction on how to bless your effing cooch, to use her words, um, or shave your bikini area. It's informative, it's educational, and she's really helping to address like literal pain points um, of something that can be quite painful if it's done incorrectly or with the wrong product. Um, And something that some people do every single day, you know, shaving your bikini area. As you can tell by the name of the campaign, it's filled with expletives. Um, (laughs) It speaks to body parts in a way that, um, you know, you would when you're talking to your friend. But we had never really seen a brand speak to before. But for us, it was kismet because we had this new, this new claim. It was like gynecologically safe for use in your bikini area. 
And that came out of social listening that we had been doing. There was this, this narrative specifically on Twitter um, where people were saying that our shave cream was excellent for shaving, um, you know, shaving your hoo-ha. It's a very unique formula. It's very moisturizing. It's very protective and it's a sensitive area. So you want something that can get you a close shave, but still like really protect the skin. And we we were looking for an innovative way to, to message this claim, um, but we wanted something that was really consumer centric and that felt on brand. So when we saw this video and it was resonating with people at a crazy velocity, it picked up tens of millions of views in a couple of days um, on TikTok. And we knew that we needed to do something with it. And, you know, as a brand storyteller, anyone who has been, and I have been, or who is right now, you know, you really couldn't have like briefed this or manufactured this yourself. That's how real and raw this video was, but it was the perfect opportunity for us to be able to tell the brand message, but, you know, do so by amplifying this unfiltered voice of a truly organic brand advocate. And and in doing so that helped us to grow both the brand and the business. Yeah, that is just so incredible. And I think that you really, I think, took advantage of a white space in that brands. Not only were they not willing to talk like this about it, but just the nouns involved with this entire kind of space. It's it's always such a peripheral, like wink and a nod. You know, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so for it to go so so dramatically in the other direction, I think was just, I, I feel like refreshing for the consumer base and just judging by the engagement, uh, it clearly was something that resonated. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, you know, what we, what we learned was that people really, they wanted to have a very real conversation. Like I said, this is, this is something that is a real problem and they just wanted to be able to talk about it in their terms and to have somebody, you know, like relay education and information to them. And as a brand, we're able to facilitate that conversation and amplify it, but why would we want to dilute it when it was, Mm -hmm. you know, clearly the right way to communicate. And so it was, it was a bit of a risk for us, for sure. Sent more emails with the word cooch in it than I ever thought I would um, (laughs) in my life, let alone my professional life. Um, I think um, after you're on two emails, I think you've hit that threshold where this is more than I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so desensitized to it now. Um, but it was it was important to maintain what was authentic about the original TikTok and not try to, like I said, dilute that and just like really let that sit and resonate with consumers so they could connect with it because they obviously did on that organic video. It clearly, clearly they did. So they say luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. Could you explain how important it was for EOS to have had established itself on TikTok long before this viral moment? You know, it's one thing to identify an opportunity. It's another thing to be fully ready to take advantage of it. Definitely. You know, we were very early adopters of the platform, like well before we even launched our branded account, our branded presence, our team members were exploring and experimenting and learning the mechanics and the behaviors so that when we did start our brand journey, we did so organically as community members just on TikTok. And that allowed us to test and learn, to iterate, to develop this like very keen sense for content and trend and the pacing of that content that is unique to TikTok in a way it was very new to the world of brand marketing and, and social. And, you know, 
you know, fine tune and finesse our strategies organically, and then take those learnings and in time be able to apply it to our paid campaigns. Part of, part of the beauty of TikTok is that it's constantly evolving. Relevancy changes day to day. So to have your fingers on the pulse, you have to be active daily. I spend mm-hmm. an embarrassing amount of time on TikTok and honestly, everybody on the team does. And that doesn't mean that we're posting every day, but we are consuming every day from the brand account, from our own personal accounts, and we're learning and we're picking up on trends. And then we are adjusting our content plans accordingly. And because we started organically, I think we've always just been able to like really lean into the authenticity of the platform and you don't take yourself too seriously. And you have some on TikTok, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, like the 2019, early 2020 TikToks, the heyday was like, you could get, have these amazing wins and and get this incredible reach on these, on this organic content. And then sometimes you'd have like some real losses, Um, but you take all of that and you set your barometer for what makes good content, you know, and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in this moment that we met with this, with Carly Joy's TikTok video, without a keen understanding of the platform, you wouldn't be able to take advantage of that viral moment because I'm not even sure you would recognize it, let alone Mm -hmm. know how to act on it in a way that, you know, fuels the momentum and, and is like authentic to the platform. So I, I think it, it made all the difference for us because we, we did, we knew we were users first and we built our presence by leaning into everything that makes TikTok awesome and figuring out how our brand messages weave into the multiverse of stories that TikTok creates every day mm-hmm. versus us trying to make TikTok fit into our brand stories. And I think like really fully embracing that and engaging that makes all the difference on TikTok. And, and it made all the difference in this moment for us. In my work, I talk to brands all the time and there's often this like, well, I'm, what am I just supposed to sit out there and just do this? Like, you know, where where do I start spinning this up? And where do I start spinning? Like it's to get this kind of authentic understanding of spaces. We have to understand new spaces as consumers, not marketers. Absolutely. And and I, I really do feel that today as a marketer, if you think that the consumer isn't really leading your brand message, then you are like very disconnected from the consumer. Yeah, they are. And we need to be there to like facilitate it and to guide it and to amplify it and to welcome it and like, let it evolve our stories and and our messages in order, I think, to really resonate, especially with a young consumer and definitely on digital and social channels. And TikTok is such an amazing place to do that because it truly, it's a, it's a community, you know, you're on there to interact and engage with, with other users. And so that's, that's a big part of our strategy. And I think it's been a big part of our success. No doubt about that. So you had this incredible moment and like, you know, you could have got it on amplified, got next to the thing, got your impressions, got a little engagement, but EOS really expanded this and turned this one moment into a lot of sustained momentum. How did you go about that? 
You know, um, we did, I mean, we did a couple of, we did a couple of different things. We definitely did some immediate things. Like we amplified Carly Joy's message through paid media. And mm-hmm. then we expanded that um, into a full creator campaign where we enlisted a suite of creators. They had similar, but, but unique styles of being very real with their platform. And we had this approach of like unfiltered, but informative, humorous, leaning into humor and like, you know, the humor that is in the everyday and the way that you actually interact in real relationships. And of course, applied that to shaving your hoo-ha. And we cross-marketed that across, you know, um, digital social channels. We were seeing our business grow, which was really exciting and encouraging. So, you know, we had uh, some indicators like our search volume for cooch blessing cream on our website and on retailer.com was like, you know, going crazy. Our Google reps were like, what's happening here? Um, And we knew that there was a thirst for not only the shaving cream as it's sold in stores, but also the custom product line. And so on a very, very quick timeline, we developed and produced Cooch Blessings Cream that used all of Carly Joy's verbiage and instruction printed directly on the bottle for us to be able to sell on our own site. It sold out very, very quick. But the, the whole campaign was this momentum driver for, for the brand because we had those immediate pulses, but then we were also able to take the the, the humorous approach to messaging that I was telling you, this real talk style and evolve our brand voice and re-strategize the way we communicate with our audience and in our daily dialogue and comms back and forth. Ultimately, it's brought us closer to our consumer. That that really fuels us. And we've been able to, to see great results, definitely in the business, which is amazing and has continued to grow. But on the brand tracking side as well, you know, our brand health metrics definitely indicate that this is something that is helping us to get closer to those consumers. And we were we were honored to be named a TikTok culture driver last year. We're one of only 14 brands pushing innovation on the platform. Um, and to be able to see the work of the team come through, both on the brand health side as well as the business, is incredibly rewarding. And it's also it's empowering and it, it you know it, it makes you want more. And I just love it because it's such a clear example that innovation doesn't mean foregoing the short term to build your future. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people make that mistake of thinking, well, you know, innovation, like I I can't, I got to do my business now. I can't worry about 10 years from now. It's like, you can actually do kind of both if you know what you're trying to do in both of those cases. I totally agree. And, you know, our business is innovating. And so that, that is our daily business. And when you think of it that way, you know, when you think of it that that way, like that's a push that you have and, and all teams have and, and really a strategy and, and encouragement that we get from leadership. So you have to, you have to be able to think of it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. if you can't execute it now. If you can, amazing, but think of it now or else it'll always be on the back burner and it'll be something that you wish you had done, but you never did. You got, you like have to take the leap here, here. And Speaking of taking the lead, that's a great segue into the next thing I want to talk about. So obviously, to be able to not only capitalize on the virality of a TikTok moment, but to turn around a product creation, was it three days or something like that? There was an incredibly small amount of time for all of this to happen this is not an accident. This is not super lucky. This is organization. This is culture. This is leadership. Can you talk a little bit about EOS as a brand? What about it, uh, the leadership and the culture that allows you to take chances like this and execute so quickly? 
You're right. It's not, it wasn't an accident. I think we were the perfect team. Like we were perfectly primed to be able to take advantage of this moment. And I think that's because we have a very special and unique environment that values learning very, very highly. We're encouraged to test and learn, to always have like an appetite for some risk, to find out of the box ways of connecting with our consumers, of driving the business. And that's not to say we're making blind decisions. We're actually making incredibly informed decisions. It's just that our entire structure is set up to allow us to be informed on a daily basis so that we can be as consumer centric as possible and use those learnings to guide our strategies. And I think, you know, we are very, very, very lucky that we have leaders that have built an environment where it is safe to fail. Um, and learning is, is the more important because you're always going to be able to take that learning and win at the next try. And when the pressure of failure is lifted off of you and your team, that's when you really see truly breakthrough ideas um, and mm-hmm. work come to light. And that's how I think you can really get a, a marketing team working working without fear and, and really like focused on their objective and, and be able to grow in ways that are bold and can really, really, you know, help the business and the brand. And that, I think that's a huge part of our success. And it, like I said, very lucky to be in this environment and to have the leaders that we do, but that is, that is set up across the board and marketing and all of our other functions. You know, we're a, a small team. We're very nimble and I think without the way that we've been structured and and the way that we just like have this energy and this momentum to the way that we work and connect with our consumers, we, we wouldn't have been able to, you know, pull off this campaign or any of the subsequent campaigns that we've done since, because like I had said, it really, this shaped our, our brand tone of voice and the way that we communicate. And once you take one risk, you're, you're taking a few more, but they actually become less risky because you have data and proof points and they might look risky and feel risky. They're actually like incredibly strategic and, uh, and important. If folks want to know a little bit more about the company, about you, where can we check? Where can we check it out? Where on the internet should we go to learn more about Carly, more about EOS? Definitely check us out. So about EOS first, definitely check us out on social. I would say go to our TikTok. We're at EOS, EOS. Um, we also have an amazing Instagram. We're at EOS products there. We're on Facebook. You can check out our Twitter. But I, I definitely, I love all of our content, but I have like a special place in my heart for our TikTok. So please check that out. Uh, for me, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Carly Caldas. And of course, we have, we've got a great brand website where you can learn a little bit about our mission um, as a brand, our history, um, and definitely like our full product suite. You know, we've been talking about our shave cream, which is phenomenal. We obviously have a really great lip category, also hand and body, which our body lotion is like chef's kiss. <laughs> Everybody should try it. So there's a lot of great product knowledge that you can learn on any of our social channels, but also on our website. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We're going to go ahead and take a, a bit of a pivot. We're going to ask some questions that we ask all of our guests here at the ANA Marketing Futures podcast. First, we leave this open kind of deliberately. What are your thoughts on diversity, equity, and inclusion? I think that as brand storytellers, we play such an important role in ensuring representation in our content development and our creator p- partnerships. 
but it's also, that's externally. It's also equally important to have diverse talent within the organization, to have those perspectives included and uplifted in day-to-day decisions. And, you know, we had set some goals back in 2019, actually before the pandemic, uh, about representation in our materials. I think that setting goals and measurement is so important. It's it's not very easy to do. There's not a ton of tools out there. I think the industry is getting so much better um, at creating resources for us. But the first step to accountability is measurement, and that's like setting a goal. And so I think you should have those externally and internally. And then, you know, be, be accountable to them, like really know, are you reaching those goals? Why are you, or why aren't you? And make sure that you're evolving with, with the times. Yeah. Uh, could not agree more. Yes. And I think you're right. It's a challenge, but it can't just be vibes. You know, you have mm-hmm. to actually put a mission in place, a goal an action plan. It's just like anything else you want to accomplish and get better at and, and really see. So very well said. Very cool to hear that there is measurement is one of the biggest things that is missing from so many efforts. Um, so it's it's good to hear that you're putting action behind the words. It's the only way we're going to make anything better. All right, Carly. Some people, this is the easiest question in the world. Some people... I think secretly hate me for making them answer this question in a in a public what will eventually become a public forum. What is your favorite album of all time and why? I definitely have like this is a little bit of a crisis moment for me because I really don't think that I can answer it as like I mean I have I'm here with you. I'm here I have with you. We're an get answer this but I I don't Great. know that I have a favorite album of all time. But I do have like comfort albums that I always go back to, you know, like regular comfort albums. And the one I think that I go back to most often because I get the full, full range of human emotions in it. Like if you want to feel rage, if you want to feel grief, if you want to feel like empowerment, uh, if you want to feel like vulnerability, you can get everything that you need out of lemonade by Beyonce. It is. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Everything, even without the visual, like add the visual album on top of it. And mm-hmm. I, it's amazing, but it is a, it's a constant go back to, for me, it, it really is. I think like, it's like the human experience wrapped up in amazing music. Uh, it is one of my 15 favorite albums I've ever heard. Period. Phenomenal. Like Period. Forget genre, forget artists. Like it's one of the best things I have ever heard. It's funny. Um, you know the song Hold Up? Hold up. The song that was sampled for that came on. I was uh, out to eat yesterday and the song is an old Andy Williams song. It started coming up and for a second I was losing my mind. I'm like, I know I've listened to this song and loved it, but how is this the first time I'm hearing it also? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Little Andy I've had a, I had a similar experience where I was like trying to take my entire family. I was like back home visiting my parents and I'm like trying to take them on the journey that was lemonade. My dad was like in and out listening and, but knew that song. He's like, Andy Williams. And I'm like, yeah, see, it's so relevant good. for all ages. And Boom. <laughs> it's she transcends. Album. Yes. It contains <laughs> multitudes. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Five stars, no notes, crushed it. Thank you. Um, 
So let's bring this up to the current day. Is there something you're listening to now, whether it's an artist, a song, a podcast, maybe a book, what is getting you excited nowadays? So, okay. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. Also a hard one. I would say recently I've been listening to the new Sudan archives album, which I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if you've heard, but is really, really very good. I can't remember the title of it, but I can look that up and send it to you. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's wonderfully composed. Um, I really like the artist and what she stands for. And then also like the lyrics are, are really great. And there's a lot of powerful messages in there. And then from a book perspective, I, I think I just, I finished reading Sally Rooney's Norm, normal people for like the sixth or seventh time. It is, I, I can't stop reading it. I love it. It's like a really good cry book which I, I'm mm. not somebody who cries all the time, but like I read this book and I really love to cry when I read it. When you need it, yeah. And um, I'm just kind of obsessed with it. So this is not the last time that I will read it. I will go back to it uh, time and time again. Um, and I like I should stop recommending. I recommend it too, too much, I think, to people. Nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. I read uh, Atomic Habits earlier this year and I think in about 13 to 14 years, I'll get tired of recommending it to everybody yeah. I talk to when we bring up books. <laughs> By the way, James Clear, if you haven't read it, it's very good. Oh, I will have to. <laughs> um, Carly, thank you so, so much. This has been such a fantastic conversation. And it was an absolute pleasure having you on the ANA Marketing Futures podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marketing Futures podcast. Have an idea for a topic or guest for a future episode? Shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ana.net. Be sure to subscribe to the Futures Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you're looking to get smart on the future, point your browsers to ana.net slash futures. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.